Ahoy and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and that includes all things illness, wellness, stigma and support and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, starting conversations and mentioning some of those tools that have supported your well-being. I want to say thanks for being part of the podcast, whether that's as a guest, as a listener, hopefully as a subscriber. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you that you're not alone out there. Thank you for being part of the Mojo Podcast. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast and episode 173. I hope you're well, hope your week is going good. Thank you so much for joining me once again and hopefully you've clicked that subscribe button. Remember you can always leave a review on iTunes, on Acast, on SoundCloud, on Anchor, wherever you are listening to this. So many different places at the moment. I feel the need to actually go back and check the reviews i i just read a new review on on itunes or apple podcasts a couple of weeks ago and that was from i think early last year so i really need to like check in on those a bit more often but thank you so much to those of you that are leaving reviews or have left reviews in yeah probably the last year uh (laughs) um it really does (laughs) once i notice them it really does make a difference to see that the positive impact that the podcasts are having that the uh discussions are having um and i'm really pleased to be able to share those stories of the guests that come on and some of their campaigns uh and projects as well it's really really i think really important and really interesting to hear about Over the next, I think, month or so, we've got a range of guests coming back on. Uh, Some new guests, some returners. Um, Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Amir once again, who is a returner. But I think this is the fourth time Amir's come on the podcast, so it's really good to sit down, talk through a few different things. As always, we kind of spun off into a range of different uh, topics and talking points. Um, Yeah, I think... We covered cakes, coping skills, self-worth conversations with the odd bit of wrestling and politics sprinkled in there as well. I think for me, Amir touches on this a couple of times that um, kind of mentioning he's feels he's quite different to a lot of the guests that have come on in the past. And I think um, 
that's I'm not sure whether I agree or not but I understand where he's coming from and I think for me that's really important that he does come on um that we are able to facilitate those conversations whether it's with someone that feels like they have a different viewpoint a different experience a different outlook um i think in this kind of modern world of being connected with so many different people there are so many people speaking but seemingly not many people listening uh so i think actually having the opportunity to sit down to talk and to listen to amir to his experience to his insights to his viewpoints uh i think is really interesting and actually really again kind of similar to to what we have with the megacast episodes a sit down a chat an unplanned conversation and a really good opportunity to essentially do what we are encouraging you guys to do is to go away and have those conversations to just talk and and listen to other people's opinions to hear about their experiences to share tools and tips and ideas and life experiences and just yeah have those conversations listen make sure people really do know they're not alone out there hopefully you enjoy the episode of course you're going to enjoy the episode um so please do feel free to leave reviews wherever you're listening to this make sure you're subscribed the episodes are pretty much every week but we have missed the occasional week subscribe that makes sure you're never going to miss an episode if you would like to come on in the future, share your own experience, your own insights, your own story, uh, please get in contact over at mikesopenjournal.com or you can find the links through to some of the social medias there as well. But for this episode, we're going to hear and chat with Amir. As always, the links are at the end and in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, you're not alone out there. I guess it's just that balancing I suppose this this is the bit I guess where it sort of crosses over um into that well-being side I'm just thinking of where I can start adding this in um oh absolutely is, um, segue yeah attempted segue um is that side of actually you're running your own podcast running more than that the social media side um you do a huge amount of work on that um and you're like you say actually having the guests on and stuff like that is a really cool thing um but it's a lot of work and while there are a team of people around you it seems very much like a lot of it is is still you doing that that must be quite a lot to kind of keep up in regards to your well-being as well there is no team around me do not be fooled i do everything (laughs) Quite literally everything. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Steve. And as a co-host, he is such a vital presence because he is a heartbeat of what we do. Um, but ultimately, I literally do everything. All the free social medias are run by myself. Uh, Steve and Nick Payne have access to it, but ultimately they just can't be bothered. You know, these are guys who are have kids or going to have kids. They've got time to sit there and tweet about how, you know, May Young gave birth to a hand. Like, ultimately, they need to crack on and do real things with their lives. And <laughs> me, I've just got, you know, obviously I've got a beautiful partner, as you've met, but I am, you know, I'm very lucky. I don't have mm-hmm. many distractions. I don't have children and stuff like that. So for me, ultimately, my child is the podcast. So there's free social media accounts. There's a podcast we've just done on our 405th episode. Um, we haven't even hit our three-year anniversary yet. That's the 18th of this month, depending on when this goes out um in march so 
you know, there's a lot going on in terms of the podcast. And right now, um, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I'm unemployed where I've moved. So actually, the benefit of unemployment has been being able to make this essentially my full time gig. And I probably mm. put 40, 50 hours into it now combined. Uh, I've had in the past week four wrestling interviews with actual wrestlers, professional wrestlers. Uh, multiple podcasts of course covering content and things like that and from a well-being aspect i thought it was going to burn me out i thought i was going to get to this point where i thought you know this is going to hurt my mental health but actually moving house which i did about three months ago is what affected me most i think because Mm -hmm. what i had done in that period is neglected how i was as a human being and my mental health wrestling was starting to beat me up physically and mentally um obviously wrestling training is a very it's, you know do not be fooled it's excruciatingly painful at times especially when you're an older guy you know i didn't start this when i was 13 and uh condition myself to bumps so i started when i was 33 and most people just don't do that they're just more sane and crack on but i thought well i'll give it a try it's a dream and it's the only other real big dream i had and ultimately um when we moved i found myself in a really dark hole and just three months ago just thinking oh you know everything's sort of setting and the clouds started falling in and i just thought okay so i sort of took myself back to scratch because the one thing i'm very proud of is that i'm willing to kind of move back towards the things that help you i'm not one of those people who's like well, I'm not taking those drugs again. I've tried that. Like, that's not really my style. So I was very happy to kind of take myself to the doctors. I'm back on the appropriate medication now. Mm. That's balanced me out quite nicely, as it is something that I find far more beneficial. It, it's weird, isn't it? Because it, these there's so many different concoctions from what you can do to improve mental health. And because mental health is such a individual capacitor for individuals themselves like nobody has the same mental health you might have bipolar like somebody else but your bipolar will affect you in an entirely different manner to anybody else and for me after getting the correct medication this is the first time i've been on sertraline Mm, and mm. i always I, I like being open and honest about what i'm taking as well and nothing against you know some of your guests you have wonderful guests on not all of them tend to delve into the details of it i'm yeah. quite absolutely you know i take uh oh i think i'm on i mean i can check it right now my pills are right here um what have we got here yeah 50 mg of sertraline which i take once a day now the doctor's looking to possibly up that to 100 depending on how i react uh on the current course i actually feel quite well balanced my girlfriend has said to me you know she's now i'd say a long-term partner we've been together 15 16 months now she sort of said to me you know what you look like a stronger person you're much calmer you don't react as poorly to certain things when you're under stress you seem to just cope very well so ironically enough the podcast has not been the trigger that i was worried about if anything delving into that having so much like every single night i've got to find a plethora of content from the library that is you know wrestling people who don't watch wrestling or aren't interested in pro wrestling will not realize that there is 
an extensive history a whopping great history you know there is catch wrestling videos from the 20s and 30s of buddy rogers and bobo brazil and all these people i consider myself a student of the game people don't realize that because i don't get a chance to talk about it enough and i just obsess over thousands of hours of material i look through that i find what's best for the social media and that in turn sees a growth in what we do mm. not necessarily in listeners ironically enough but in our social media presence our instagram has gone in the last three months from having like 60 followers to almost 700 and you can see it slowly rising that's because of a consistent level of content a consistent level of quality i do all the graphic design uh, my girlfriend very graciously designed the logo the new logo which was a real hit with people mm. and ultimately i do all the graphics all the motion stock graphics you see the videos i'm now starting to delve into the youtube more trying to make video reviews and that and ultimately yes my goal is i want this to be a brand that i can live off and mm. monetize but I'm actually just happy with a creative process. And the most important thing to me in mental health has always been creativity and a busy mind. Those are the two things. When people ask me, I get people all the time who, God forbid, for some reason, believe me to be some sort of, you know, inspiration to them. And I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I take pride in that. But ultimately, I think everybody needs to find their own journey on mental health. But when I do give people advice, I say, you have to be busy and you also have to be creative you can't allow yourself to, you know, it's very easy. You know, you see the, the tropes that are thrown out there all the time. Get over it. You'll be fine. Drink some water. Go for a run. They can actually be beneficial, but they're not a be on end or and they won't eliminate mental health issues. But what will help to not even stem the tide or stop your mental health or even stop you thinking about it, but what will help you try and push it towards a different avenue is the creativity within your mind and how you keep busy. It's not about getting rid of mental health. It's about pushing it and reacting to it in the correct ways. It's about being proactive with your mental health as opposed to being reactive. You know, we can all take the pills when we need them. We can all do exercise more and we can all do certain things. But ultimately, what really separates us from that beast, for me personally at least, is being able to be proactive. And saying to myself, well, if I know that if I delve into what this is and I delve into something I'm passionate about and I travel around the country, you know, on very limited expenses and things like that and still train and whatnot, that I know that I'm being proactive towards the current situation and the culture that is my mental health. Mm -hmm. And ultimately being busy, being creative, that's where all of my well-being stands. So it's actually quite simple for me. It is just that one avenue of keep working keep grafting try and find other things to do i now have a pt which i start tomorrow ironically enough which is very nice uh, that's somebody who can target fitness for me which is very important as you know as a wrestler conditioning things like that and then ultimately just you know, for well-being and for peace of mind being able to know that you're being proactive towards your life i think as long as you wake up every day know that you've done something productive the other thing as well is cooking i've now become obsessed with cooking because I have so much time on my hands and I take a real pride in things and I can now cook an astonishing array of things simply because I've had the time to learn. Mm. And instead of using that time to just stare at a screen, I thought, well, if I'm going to stare at a screen, may as well load up the iPad, load up YouTube, find a recipe, learn how to make my own shortcrust pastry, learn how to bake my own cakes, things like that, adapting those. And before you know it, you have so many tools and so many options and so many hobbies behind you. And you think, oh, I've actually done a lot in the past few weeks. Every weekend, I now go 
um, horse riding with my girlfriend. I don't ride the horses because, God forbid, they should not have someone my size on them. But ultimately, <laughs> I, I genuinely tend to walk alongside with them. We trek through the country. We, we live quite near to um, quite a few of the sort of famous you know, poetry and um, literary landmarks of uh, the southeast, which is good. So we check those out. And, yeah, it's just – I think it's just about – last time I was on, I remember saying – there's every excuse as to why you suffer, but there's never any excuse for doing something to help yourself. I really believe that. And it's not about getting rid of your depression or getting over it. It's simply about doing things that fly in the face of it. And that can really benefit. And if you, even if it's just picking up the newspaper and doing a crossword once a day, you will find that you take bigger steps over time. That's what I believe anyway. But I also don't want to be that person We've all had the therapy from that person who's like, you know, just really condescending. He's like, oh, why don't you just drink more water and go for a walk and do some yoga? And ultimately, those people are bellends and they bore me and they annoy me because they don't try and identify a situation or a scenario. They simply try and give you what's in a manual or in a textbook. And ultimately, mental health is all about identifying with somebody on a personal and mental level, because if you don't, then you can't understand the pain or what they're trying to suffer with. I think that's so right. You're right with the that side of it. It's so personal as well. And actually, being able to say oh this has worked for me but it doesn't mean it'll work for you but it's just i don't know it's it's story sharing rather than saying this is a good resource it's a good resource for me um and i i do i really struggle with the with the drinking water and the walking thing i struggle with those because they really do help me but then when you use it as an example I'm like just to make i know this isn't for everyone <laughs> but this does work for me but if you try it and it doesn't work that's fine and arguably to be expected because you need to find your own things if you just do something because someone else has done it your your kind of self-discovery is so minimal because you're just like oh i'm doing this because someone's told me so when is it going to be good um it's like well you need to try things for yourself and i think that in itself can be really difficult because it feels like you're not getting an answer so many of us i think are left until it's that crisis point and then it's like well i really need help now i need i need you to just tell me what to do um and if you you suddenly then wow let's what what do you think would help you well how about some fucking help <laughs> um you kind of left it too long so i think yeah actually engaging in people getting them to think about what do you find fun, engaging, utilising those kind of, I always think like the craft activities are really good ones because there's such a, a variation in craft. Um, and like you say, actually trying different things, doing the like the graphics um, and things like that. That's now a skill that you have as well. And you could use that in mm. other, other areas as well. Um, for now, or as it started, it's kind of something fun. But actually, that's now a skill and a tool that you could use in a job or for a job or for a project um, in the future. So it might be that it becomes something else. Um, but it's through that self-discovery to go, actually, do you know what? Yeah, I've really enjoyed, I don't know, I've really enjoyed doing the T-shirts and the the um, images. But actually, now I want to have videos as well. So now I need to learn how to do that. And um 
I say it's interesting you brought that up because I was going to mention I really like the um the, I see the short clips I think they're on Instagram when I scroll, scroll through and you have the um your logo spinning around I can't tell you it, it in my head I feel like I must have seen something similar as a child and having the logo spin round. Just for some reason, it hits me in my brain spot. It pulls my attention because the logo spinning around and it's got nothing to do with like the wrestling or anything else in there. I'm just like, oh, spinning around logo. And it catches you and you think, oh, what an awesome kind of tool that you've learned and put into that. And that comes from just trying something new. Um, and I think there there is a big side in there. We, we We're not all going to pick or find things that are necessarily going to be kind of career or, or employment linked, but some of them are. Yeah. There are, I mean, a lot of these skills are transferable and I think that's what, you know, I've been able to put on my CV now that I am fluent in um, creative cloud and obviously all the things that go with it, the Photoshop, I've learned how to use after effects. Premiere pro was something I used learning video transitions, that ability as well, using the ability of green screens, color, dodge, color additives, those kind of things, then moving away from it. It's funny. You mentioned the spinning logo. I've just stopped doing that because some people have said to me, it's distracting. So I've just put up a bar. So what I'm going to do now is like put it on there, but really small just to feed your curiosity. <laughs> I'm not I can understand why they say it's distracting because that is the thing that is drawing my attention. Mm. Um I suppose it's look at our shiny colors. logo. Look at yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm look just at like, it. oh look at the spinny spinny. <laughs> <laughs> look at the shiny shiny. I'm gonna my next thing is gonna be to like make it like embossed with chrome. So people are just oh. like, wow. But yeah, no, I um but you I don't know if you've noticed on our Instagram, especially uh, when we post uh, previews of the actual podcast, what I do is like we make these graphics and then there's these smoke effects you might see. And then things like that. basically moving images is what they use. And there are a variety of amazing apps that will pretty much do it for you. And it's all of those things tied in. It's such a little thing, but you know, I'm in a routine with that as well. And it's funny because I've always been one of those people who's pushed back on routine and said, no, routine isn't for me. I'm a very much a, a loose cannon, a bit of a, a wild free bird in that respect. And I don't really believe in the idea of waking up and doing a nine to five. And ultimately, that's why I do the podcast. But ironically enough, the podcast has become my nine to five in the way that I sit down at a certain time every night. I'm like, right, I need to look through the date in history and now find everything that I can compile and use on the social media for the next day. And I repeat that process every day. And I've got myself into a pattern of sleeping normally again after live tweeting, you know, these insane, like, you know, I was live tweeting raw every week yeah. and being up till five in the morning. And it's just like, what's going on? And like waking up at five in the afternoon and thinking, yeah, this isn't healthy. <laughs> this is not good. But ultimately that's how wrestling fans live. And there is mm. this stereotype that says, ah, oh, wrestling fans, fat sweaty guy that lives in his basement and never sleeps and sometimes those tropes can be applied and you don't want to be that person but you also see a lot of people and you think there isn't necessarily an issue with it but there is always this kind of mentality of wrestling is all i have but they never adapt any of their love and passion and creativity for it you know and if for anyone who's listening whatever you love whatever you do Try and find something that will exacerbate that or extenuate that. For instance, you know, if, Mike, you're a good example. You go running. 
So you can sort of take the advantage to be competitive within yourself, mm. see how far you can push yourself in a run, logging your runs, finding different areas that benefit the way you run. Then all of a sudden that could parlay itself. You could think, right, well, I want to wear a different pair of trainers because it finds it more effective. Let's start mm. studying what kind of trainers. And you find yourself just tumbling. And that's what happened with me in wrestling. Ultimately, I just said, I got out of a shitty relationship and said to myself, right, I'm, I'm just going to do a podcast. I've had enough of banging on about it i'll just get on and do it and bought a laptop a relatively good one that was um sort of referred to me and i thought okay i'll give that a shot did the first podcast mm, it's all right not great but the consistency was there and that's the biggest key i was just listening to sammy gravara actually from AEW on talk mm. is jericho and he was talking about when he started wrestling he would vlog all of the shows he went to and he'd be doing these pokey indies in front of 20 people in Mexico and nobody was watching he'd do a vlog and he said every week I get 10 or 15 people watching it on YouTube and he's mm. and he sat down and he, and, but he said I never sat there and thought oh, I can't be bothered anymore and he said ultimately the reason I'm successful is because I never stopped I just kept going and people will get used to that familiarity they will get used to the fact that you are consistently doing something and if you've got something there irregardless of what you might think you're not doing or not have, people will pay attention. If there is a quality or a passion for what you're doing, people will do it. So, you know, it, it could be anything. I'm not going to sit here and say, if you do this, you'll feel better. But I can certainly advise certain things and say, doing a blog or, you know, focusing or using social media to talk about something that you love or be passionate about, you can find yourself tumbling into different avenues. And then from there, you learn skills. Because three years ago, I didn't know how to do a podcast. Three years on, I know how to fully audio edit sound files, music, edit a podcast, distribute that podcast. I know how to use social media to my advantage. I know how to influence via social media. I have a fan base of about 40,000 over the free platforms. Um, you know, we've tripled our download numbers, uh, all these things. I've learned graphic design, the liaison, the ability to talk to wrestlers. It's got me into the wrestling business, learn how to train. That all stems off of one decision when I was very unhappy with my life where I just said, OK, let's try something. And it may not work the first time. You know, I, I would argue that I didn't really start enjoying my life until I was 30 and I'm 35 now. No, I just kept making mistakes after mistakes. And if people will look back at my life and say, Jesus, you did so much stuff. Traveled all over the place. This year alone, I'm going to watch the uh, the football, the European Championships again. I was very blessed four years ago to go to the final. Um, oh, just yeah. won tickets on a ballot. And this year, got tickets for a group game. So I'm going to Budapest for a week and we're also going to Dublin. Not to mention, I'm traveling up to Liverpool for their deathmatch wrestling tournament, which I must admit is probably not for everybody, <laughs> ultimately. Um, you know, unless you're really, really into fluorescent light tubes. Um, but, you know, it's a thing. But the thing is, what's happened is I've then started, for instance, I went abroad because I wanted to see wrestling, and then I found myself traveling more. And the last time I spoke to you, I believe we were going on that blind road trip. We'd just done that, where we were just mm. charging around the country. And now I have this, because I did that and I forced myself to do that despite my anxieties, I now have this unbelievable hunger to go abroad and spend time abroad. You know, since I spoke to you, I went to Washington to see the very first AEW Dynamite in person, had tickets for that. And while I was there, I then, it's what's really funny is people would say, oh, that's enough. You've done enough. But ultimately, while I was there, I thought, I love baseball. 
I've never seen a live baseball game. And I just happened to be in town when Washington played Milwaukee in the wild card game in the playoffs. And I thought, I'll go to that. Why not? Found a cheap ticket on stuff. I thought, why not? And had genuinely one of the best nights I've ever had in my life. Met so many people, wicked time. Drinks, food, of course, got a British accent, so everyone's losing their mind, which is always great, great for the ego. So if you're British and you've got some looks, which I'm pretty sure I don't, then you can get your ass over to America and have a great time. I assure you of that. But ultimately, it was that thing of, wow, I came out here because of my passion and because I pushed myself despite everything that I have to push against, despite everything I've suffered, and then still managed to find a discovery within that discovery and that's ultimately where life is really great is not making shit loads of money not making you know numerous things or meeting it's it's the way you do it it's the way you kind of make yourself feel in that moment and when people say oh i don't want to be selfish and do things for myself ultimately that's the whole freaking point of being alive because mm. actually the more selfish you are and the more internally you're willing to look at yourself and love yourself, the more you actually give to people anyway. The ironic thing is, so it's lovely to constantly give. I am that person to constantly doing things. I drive, even my girlfriend, I drive her nuts. I make her lunch every day. I make her dinner every single day. I make sure she's got a lunchbox for work. You know, all these stupid little things. It's almost like, you know, off you go, kids. How's your lunch? Like, <laughs> very, you know. But, you know, I work really hard for her as well as myself. But ultimately, I do a lot for myself in that time, too. And I'm giving to myself. And I find selfishness in selfless acts, because by doing that, I feel like a better person, I feel more productive, I feel much happier as a person because I'm giving something back, always putting something back in. But everyone always says, oh, always, you know, always make sure to um, put back in more than you take out. Yeah, but don't forget to take out. Don't forget to put your hand in a cookie jar and have a bite. Don't forget to get involved. You know, that's the one thing I say to people is don't forget you're still entitled to do things just because you're giving all these great things and doing all these great things. Bill, what have you done for yourself? What have you honestly given to yourself in the last few weeks, months? If you're listening, think about what you've done for yourself truly in the last few weeks, which has affected you. And then think if it hasn't been as good as you would have liked, how often have you done something that truly would have made you feel better? Whether it's something as tiny as cooking most simplistic of meals it doesn't matter as long as it's something for you because ultimately if you don't do anything for yourself you won't find worth in yourself it's not about you know such a shit stereotype i hate it when people say oh you can't love someone if you don't love yourself there's truth in that but that is such a blanket statement that it's difficult to dissect that i actually think it's different i think you can love yourself a lot more if you just do the little things for yourself I think it's a it's an interesting way you've kind of got to that as well because you we've spoken about how you've kind of taken a chance and tried something and and it's paid off and while that might not be the case all the time actually it shows I think the the importance for us to try different things and, and give it a go because I think there's an opportunity often when someone's really struggling to feel like sometimes there 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 are no options there's no one there for you You, you're not going to achieve whatever you wanted to achieve and you're not worthy of whatever 
if you just give something a roll of the dice, even if you don't believe it's going to happen, just give it that chance. The amount of people that I've spoken to that have started something essentially on a whim and I'll just, I'll give it a go. I really like this. I'm really interested. I'm just going to give it a go. I don't expect it to go anywhere. I don't think it will work, but I'm just going to give it a go. Actually, quite often (laughs) that does seem to come to something really successful where sometimes it's short term, but um, it becomes something really important, really empowering, really um, kind of how you've described the podcast for yourself. Actually, it's something that really shifts your life in a way, whether it's your your views, your experience, what you go on to do in the future. Um, if there is that project or that campaign or that idea um, or that club that you just, oh, I've, I'd really like to go and, and do that. And that might be something for me. Um, the the change that that could make um, is definitely worth trying. I think uh, I remember having a couple of things. I think just after I turned 30, there were a few different things. And I was like, oh, I just want to, I'm going to do that. I'm I'm not going to hold back because I I think similar, again, similar to when you were talking about the start of the podcast, I was in a really, really not great place. And I was like, do you know what? I'm, I might not be here in three years or five years or however long. Um, so there were things I want to do. I'm going to do them now. And I remember going with a friend and watching, um, ice hockey i think a couple of maybe a year or two after that um and it's something i'd wanted to go and do for quite a long time and i haven't been back but i loved it and it was a really good experience and it didn't quite get me in the i'm gonna go every week um like i said i've not been back but that remained like a really really positive experience and i was really pleased that do you know what this is something i i wanted to do i said i was going to do and i've now done it um and I think that that in itself can help to shift the way that you think and prioritise yourself sometimes. And I think that's a, a really nice feed into, like you say, actually, do you know what? You, you do need to put yourself first sometimes. You do need to um, prioritise your your own well-being and the things that you want to to do, to engage with and to try. Yeah, I think you, I mean, if you're struggling to comprehend that, I would say that think about the people around you and think about how they react to certain things. So you're going to have an opportunity or a moment where a friend will come and see you and that friend may not necessarily be in the right place. And we've all had that moment where we've been a bit frustrated with the lack of self-care that others show. Irregardless, we're we're all hypocrites. We all do it. We're nightmares for it. How often do you say, oh, you should be doing this? Or, oh, (laughs) would you please just go to the doctor and get that sorted out? But I'm not going to do that because I'm above (laughs) my own advice. That's just such a a human trait. We're wired, hardwired that way, to react that way. And ultimately, it's internalizing your worth you know, it's it's not about necessarily when people sort of say, oh, you can't love somebody unless you love yourself. You don't have to love yourself. You just have to recognize sometimes that you just exist. That's one of the biggest things. People so often forget that actually they exist and they matter within that moment and they are there too. And one of the things I always found when I was really struggling with my mental health was that I was taking myself out of situations and when i was really at my lowest step i'd think about the minimal conversations i'd have or interactions with people even if it's something as simple as 
going to you know like i i like costa i love costa i love coffee and i go into costa and you know i, I know the staff so well at least i did in my old local one and they're all lovely people and i'd find myself on bad times or bad days denigrating myself internally and also through my dialogue so something as simple as hey how's your day and be like and i just make some innocuous comment like oh better if you don't bother asking you know things like that Mm. and then i realized wow that is such a vital issue in its own right because what i've done there is i've essentially said to somebody who i actually care about talking to who i enjoy um communicating with i've said to them that i don't matter in that moment and that they shouldn't Mm. even recognize me as a person that's that's the most unhealthiest thing you can do you do matter you do matter everything you does everything you do excuse me does matter in some form or fashion whether it be the most minimalistic thing the problem is we live in a society now where we're told that if we don't do the most grandest of things or grandest of gestures that it doesn't matter and ultimately it does and you know when i was last on i as you know i'm very outwardly spoken and i have different opinions to the majority of people who carry themselves in a liberal manner i consider myself to be a liberal individual but i don't like the term i don't like the label and i think that ultimately it's very divisive and since then things have gone to pot even more i mean let's be fair with politics and things like that and i find so many people saying oh it's better not to talk about it. nonsense absolute nonsense we as a society need to push back even more as far as i'm concerned and ultimately you need to drop labels you need to drop colors you need to drop anything to have true equality you need to have complete mm. unity division divisiveness that kind of behavior is you have equal obligation regardless of who you are to to stop creating divisiveness so if you're one of these people who's like a liberal and you're laughing at the fact ha donald trump got hit in the face by a milkshake okay that's great so what happens when jeremy corbyn gets hit in the face of a milkshake oh that that behavior is deplorable exactly so it should be deplorable across the board that's how equality does work that's how people seem to have forgotten what it is as well at the same time. And that's what frustrates me. And ultimately, that starts with us as individuals. When we actually realize that we're worth something, when we actually realize that we are part of every conversation that we're involved in, and even something as little as, you know, the young lady at the coffee shop saying hello to you or asking how your day is, that's important. And the fact that someone's even bothered, those are the important things. Because when you turn around to somebody and say, no, oh, don't bother asking me because I'm worthless or whatever, that mm. then sends signals to somebody else. And they say, oh, OK, well, why not ask him because he's miserable or whatever. And then that sort of parlays into other things. And then people create habits. They create behaviors that aren't healthy around them. And ultimately what happens is that they then start taking that elsewhere. And then it just mm. spreads around like crazy. And never mind the coronavirus, bruv. It's all about <laughs> it's all about the positivity virus. There's there's not enough of that. I make a point every single day. Like when I'm on Instagram, I don't just scroll past things. And if one of my friends has put up a picture, like my friend Sam, for instance, she put a picture up of herself in her makeup and that, and she said, and she's got really bad anxiety. And she said, oh, I've just posted this because well, and I just put underneath. I said, you look absolutely stunning. She'd be very proud of the effort that you've put in. You look great. And everyone's just like, oh, you know, he's thirsty or whatever and it's like actually no it's just enforcing the fact that sometimes it it literally costs nothing and takes minimal to no time 
to be complimentary or to help somebody or to push them along their way. You don't realize that just a few words might actually propel somebody forward so much further than you think. You might have catapulted that person because they might remember that in years to come. You really don't know. You should be taking every opportunity to be nice to people. Ultimately, if someone's a dick, tell them they're a dick. But, you know, there is going to be so many moments where you have an opportunity to enforce positivity. And that, like I say, I truly believe the key word is division. The more that society and media creates division, the more we struggle and the more our mental health struggles. And ultimately, it's not really a coincidence that more people than ever before commit suicide, more people than ever before are on antidepressants, more people than ever before. These are all statistical analysis. These are all facts that ultimately mental health has never been and it's worse than it is now. And the reason for that is two things. One, because ultimately we live in a, a more modern society. So it's much easier to diagnose and understand that somebody actually has mental health issues or conditions. But the other thing is also because we genuinely live in the most toxic and vicious society I think we've ever lived in because of the access to things like social media. And that's something I didn't mention earlier is that I've actually deleted my own Facebook and Twitter. So I just can't be bothered. I just mm. can't be bothered with that nonsense living in this fake world. Now, I know that's slightly hypocritical because obviously the podcast, but the podcast relies on that. And I use that as a tool for good. And ultimately, I hope that the majority of people who check in with the podcast and think, oh, what's WrestleBlog put on Instagram today? They use that content to help pass their day or give them some sort of positive enforcement or light. And but from that perspective, I truly believe, and people think I'm this conspiracist nut, and I get this all the time. My girlfriend's like, here he goes again, talking about the moon landing. But in a more realistic sense, genuinely, people need to stop taking the shit that they consume. And I apologize for my language, but they need to stop consuming that hot garbage every day from things like papers and that. And I saw your lovely tweet about the sun. Look what happened to Caroline Flack. That in itself, is for me an encompassing issue that is widespread across the world. That woman was forced into a position where she felt she had no other choice because of her mental health and because mm -hmm. of the degradation of her mental health to take her own life, because of the enforcement and the bullying and the harassment of a current society that we live in, because ultimately, and we're all guilty of it, we consume so much crap that means nothing. And, you know, wrestling is a really good example of that, because yeah. how often do you read dirt sheets? You know, Undertaker's mm -hmm. doing this. Sting will be back. I heard Sting would debut in the WWE for 16 years before he actually did. Oh, every back in pay-per-view. Sting's coming back tonight. You know, and you just think, OK, sure, whatever. And people will buy that crap. And then they're going to sell that crap to other people for free because they have the opportunity to do so via social media. And I genuinely, if this even just reaches one person, they take my advice. Please, please form your own opinions. Please go out into the world and make your own judgments and your own critiques and your own ideals and your own ethics and your own morals. Don't allow a media to dictate that towards you because that is when you cease to exist as a proper human being and you will notice that there is a degradation in your mental health because of that. I think they're linked into that. There's such an important thing about, like you said, the source. Consider the source. Like, I remember uh, at uni, we went into the, like, where have you got that information from? Who's told you that? Why have they told you that? Was there a, a reason that they've told you that? 
and I think that's that was great but actually because of things like social media um, I think it's so important that we we think in that way most of the time now actually there's a lot of different reasons why people will post things and um, are sometimes they're posing them as facts and opinions and sometimes that's not particularly clear sometimes they're saying it's a fact when it isn't and um, there's such a, a mixture of content of reasons for that content of truths and interpretations that happen to say yeah every line I read that that is a fact um, is just extremely confusing um, but I, I, I think one of the big things for me has been realizing in the last kind of month or so just the the lack of I think understanding uh, around certain things and I think we had um, I'm sure there was something that happened last year and it came up again with the Caroline Flack stuff that everyone was talking about um, let's be kind let's stand against bullying da, 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 da. and then anyone that said anything negative about that was then instantly attacked um, and it's like okay those people maybe they don't think uh, the same way as you they don't have the same opinions um, but you're kind of doing the exact thing that you've said you're against so there needs to be a balance there uh, I think and, and that's where it's it's the difference I guess between sort of um, we've touched on it already that having a particular view and saying something and then doing something completely different um, it's having that understanding that actually if, if you really want to say actually no I, I'm just I want to be kind I want to share this message I think it's really important that we um, protest or campaign against um, whatever it is that you're going to protest against um, to actually be aware of of your actions the way that you talk and interact with people does that reflect the the things that you've said you you stand for that you're campaigning for um, and just being mindful of that it's it's interesting. I think we could all sit back and pick out little mistakes and little bits that go here and there. But actually, there are some blinding differences that you'll see with what people say are their values and then how that compares to their actual actions. And I think that's where we start to get back to. It's about conversations. It's about, yes, we have raised a lot of awareness around mental health, around well-being, around acknowledging that people react in different ways and are affected in different ways um but are we educated on that do we know about there's different types of language there's different sayings that people might react negatively or positively to do we know that some people have had actually very very traumatic things happen in their life or that um something that happens to you when you're younger was very likely to have a huge impact on you at, later on in your life that you are not aware of until that happens um and i think it's this side of of education not necessarily kind of in, sat in a school but just our education our own knowledge our own experience that really needs to be built up and we need to acknowledge that we have a distinct lack of that i would say around mental health but also just generally around kind of socializing with people interacting with people um in a way that 
for for many adults is now completely different to the world that we grew up in you you aren't just talking to the five people in the room you are talking to potentially everyone um and you do need to not necessarily change your behavior but at least acknowledge that um i think that's a, a huge huge change that we do need to recognize yeah no it's um you mentioned in there very importantly the fact that how people react to offense culture is such a problematic issue in our society not Mm. because there's ever a problem in taking offense because there is none i always hearken back to stephen hughes a very famous australian comedian who said that uh he was doing a stand-up in the apollo and he said Mm. that uh, he was talking about how uh when people get offended they just he said like great be offended nothing happens he said you know nobody's ever woken up and said oh yesterday i saw something and i was offended and then I woke up the next day and I had leprosy. Like it's, <laughs> it's that kind of thing of actually being offended. It doesn't change or hurt you in any way. That is a natural emotional response because each of us has different triggers. And ultimately, if somebody's not offended by something, that doesn't mean that they aren't woke or, you know, mm. have some certain cultures doing more labels. It means that they actually have been educated and hardwired entirely differently and have lived through yeah. a different subset of culture to you entirely. And ultimately, being offended by literally every... For instance, I can quite happily state on this podcast and probably get some flag for it but ultimately (laughs) i think liberalism is as big a load of toss as conservatism i think it's an utter joke because ultimately all it is is another label so that you can hide behind another camp and excuse your shitty behavior and ultimately you're all assholes so the difference here is try try to be less of one (laughs) Not. Oh, <laughs> I instantly want to finish there. <laughs> right, I'm off. See you later. Be less, be less of a I'm off. Just leave now. I'm just going to walk out of my own house and be like, "Yeah, shut the door behind me. I'm done." Um, but that is it. That is it. And my biggest criticism, and God knows, my poor girlfriend has probably heard this countless times. I am so sick of living in a society where we think it's okay to just hide behind another label. It doesn't matter if you're Labour. It doesn't matter if you're Liberal or Conservative or Green Party. Those things are all a fucking joke, as far as I'm concerned. Ultimately, you, as an individual, have a choice as to whether you want to be a good human being or not. And that should not be... Like, I've met people who voted for Donald Trump. I've met Republicans They don't all, you know, sleep with their cousins and shoot people in the street and things like that is nonsense. This enforced behavior of, oh, that person doesn't think the same way as me, so they must be scum. Oh, that person didn't want to vote for Jeremy Corbyn, so they must be absolutely pro, you know, non-abortion and all these things. So no, actually, people make choices based on their current situations. And there's probably an astonishing amount of people who had lost faith in a society that was built for them on the principles of different things. Ultimately, that doesn't change the fact that you can still wake up every day and be a different person. You can still wake up and make changes to who you are. And the really sad thing is we've forgotten that people who do 
shoddy things or say shoddy things obviously there's a limit to it but ultimately if people have say like views about pro guns and things like that if you don't agree with that there are actually ways of expressing yourself and educating that person and in turn being educated yourself and ultimately we've lost sight of that because we live in a media that tells us that we should be outraged at the you know at the certain things that papers play you off against each other pick up a copy in the independent and it generally tends to be quite you know oh isn't Nigel Farage a bit of a penis? <laughs> and then you'll pick up the Daily Mail and it's like, Nigel Farage is God. And then you're like, oh, but well, the Independent clearly knows what they're talking about more than the Daily Mail. That may be so, but ultimately it's still divisive behavior. And that divisive behavior is what is damaging us as human beings. And it has a knock-on effect on everyone around us. And it really is very sad when I'm mixed race, for instance. People probably don't realize that because I sound like an angry cockney half the time. But ultimately... I am mixed race. I'm half Egyptian. I have a lot of Muslim people that are close to me. I have two beautiful young sisters who are both Muslim. I am, frankly, you know, <laughs> when it comes to religion, nonsense as far as I'm concerned. But ultimately, I also respect the fact that they believe in it. And I'm very proud of the fact they believe in it because they're practicing what they believe in and not what they've been told to believe in. Mm. And all the time that they believe in that faith because of who they are as people, I will fully support that. Because that is pro-choice. And ultimately, we should be pro-choice as a society. Just because it doesn't work for some people, it doesn't fucking matter. Ultimately, that's none of your damn business. And it's really sad when I have, I've, I've spoken to a lot of people from amazing different backgrounds, ethnic backgrounds. And a lot of them have said to me they hate living in this country. And they hate this Brexit nonsense. And they hate the phobias and the hatred that is blasted towards them and ultimately a lot of the reasons why we have that is because the good people sit on their hands and do nothing and they claim to be such wonderful people and they do nothing and ultimately when you wake up in the morning and you think i'm a good person and i'm gonna put on my makeup or i'm gonna put on my shoes or i'm gonna go to work and i'm gonna be a positive person i'm gonna be nice to people do you know what that is that's being a human being that's not being a liberal, not being a conservative, a Republican, a Democrat. It's none of those things. Ultimately, that's a mindset. And that's what, well, I mean, let's be honest, that's what this whole podcast is about. You know, Mike's Open Journal is about mindset, understanding what your mindset is, delving into it. Do you know what's really cool about mental health is how much you can discover while you're suffering and also while you're healing because you keep bouncing back and forth. But one of the great quotes is, you know, don't try and avoid terror. Don't try and avoid pain. Let that all in, because ultimately it will not be a feeling that lasts forever. And you can only learn from living everything, not from trying to funnel or trying to kind of stranglehold what kind of information comes towards you. You should be open to all avenues, open to all opinions. And through that, you can then find yourself discovering so much more because i am i give you a good example i use her a lot my mum is incredibly anti-immigration my mum is not a big fan of foreigners which is hysterical when you consider who i am and ultimately i feel really sad for her because she is a really nice wonderful human being at her core and she's done a lot for me despite her beliefs that i thoroughly disagree with 
but she is a product of a society. She's 70 now, and she is a product of a society that has just basically blasted her for the last 30 years and told her, if you go outside, a Muslim will kill you. If you go outside, brown people will stab you. If you go outside, there are Syrians. There are all kinds. There are aliens everywhere, and they're bomb. They're bombing all our artifacts. You know this demonstrative and frankly false behavior and false information and so my mum turns around to me and says i don't want to go abroad because there's so many immigrants i was like yeah do you know what's really funny is those people are called the locals <laughs> so you know and ultimately that's therein lies the problem my dad um, moved to spain at the end of last year and the, when i talked to him and he's like oh, these foreigners i was like dad you're the foreigner <laughs> I hate to break it to you, buddy, but you ain't Spanish by birth. <laughs> I I love that. I love. I mean, I'd love to live abroad, but I wouldn't be going down to Oh God, more people from the local neighbourhood moving into their own city, thinking they can live here. Disgraceful. Hey, but that's that's the problem right there. Like I could literally spend four hours on here talking about that and just go blow in the face, and I'm sure people are like, "Gosh, shut up and get off your high horse." Ultimately, my message is find something for you. And if it doesn't work, you've still tried to find something for you. And I think on, on that lovely message, we will wrap I'll up. I'll do my bits if... of a man impression before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I said Incre get out there and do something fun. <laughs> you can provide all of your links with, uh, with Vince McMahon if you would like. Okay, fair enough. Well, I, I really want to drop my Donald Trump in there, but I don't think it's good enough yet for the podcast. Uh, I've been trying so hard to cultivate a Donald Trump voice because I know it'll trigger so many people and it's good fun for the podcast, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna leave it here. But yeah, ultimately, uh, if you want to check out WrestlePlug, it's at WrestlePlug. Uh, yeah, I love plugs. Ask Linda. She knows all about plugs. Anyway, at WrestlePlug if you like wrestling. And even if you don't like wrestling, follow me because I need more followers. And the more followers I get, the more money I get. And money is great. Uh, yeah, so that's at WrestlePlug on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to check those out. And if you, for some ungodly reason, find me even remotely entertaining or interesting or knowledgeable, you can follow me on Instagram at AaronNixPW, which is my handle for wrestling Aaron is spelled a-e-r-o-n so that's a-e-r-o-n-n-i-x-p-w um or just look in mike's you know followers and look for the guy who looks insanely off his nut and that'll be me um but yeah thank you for giving me a platform once again to chat nonsense and share my viewpoints mate it's always a pleasure to come on this podcast thank you no no worry it's it's i think linked into to what we've been saying actually it's a it's about having those conversations it's about hearing from people with different views and different interpretations and like you said earlier i think you you speak differently to to some of the guys that come on and actually that's really important is to to hear those different interpretations those different stories is is so important we are not all having the same experience we don't all have the same um background we're not all living the same lives so it is really important and of course, it is a joy to have a fellow wrestling fan and, of course, uh, an awesome podcast host come on as well. Um, so, no, thank you so much for coming on and, and for sharing your experience. And while you were mentioning your links, I was just thinking, oh, I don't remember seeing much from Amir on Instagram. So I'm wondering now if I follow the wrestling page. So I'm going to have to go and check that out in a moment. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your experience. 
My pleasure, mate. My pleasure. I look forward to you cashing in your podcast in the bank. Yes, as do I. I'm, I, I, I am thinking I'm going to hold on for a little while, just so I've got time to, you know, like enjoy holding the briefcase. Yeah, you got to brag about it. You've yeah, got to yeah, walk yeah. around with it. I'm going to send you a uh, one of them cheap uh, money in the bank lunch boxes. You could just walk around <laughs> work with it. And if someone gives you much jip, you could be like, my Douglas is cashing in his money in the bank. Just put someone <laughs> over the back of the head with it and then walk out. But like, I'm going to the podcast. You bitches yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely I definitely need to have some sort of uh, some sort of prop for some some little videos and stuff. That'd be awesome. If you start making money, you'll get your props, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I feel Cool. I will talk to you very soon. Uh, and thanks for coming on. Laters. <laughs> yep. These are real people. They have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.